We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bears. Welcome back. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That was the familiar voice of one Mark Brody, who is in for Molly today. We're having a good conversation about the Super Bowl, about the Chiefs, about the Eagles, yes, and about the Bears. Bears. Because there's always a takeaway. There's always something to look at. And I think what this broader conversation is, has involved with Molly and I for the last couple of days is the role of a head coach. Because... I, I continue to be somewhat dumbfounded by, and I don't. I, I always have to preface this by saying I don't want to be disrespectful, but I am. I, I did not expect the Eagles under Nick Sirianni to be where they are, and it's to me a testament to the way the roster has been rebuilt by Howie Roseman, more so than anything that Nick Sirianni, the head coach, has done. I'm pushing the right buttons. Now he's pushed them, and I don't want to dismiss that the importance of that. And I think that he deserves some credit, a share of the credit, in the development of Jalen Hurts. But Grody, let's be honest here. They built from the ball on out, and they have the strongest lines of scrimmage uh, in terms of a combination in, in the NFL. They dominated defensively. They've got a pass rush you can't stop. They've got weapons that the A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith that you, you really are as good and dangerous as any collection in the NFL. And you have a head coach that just you don't want to screw it up. You, you don't want him to mess it up. First, do no harm. You want him to just keep the train on the tracks. And if you want to pump your fist, if you want to be the fire and passion coach, go ahead. That's who he is. We know, too, from history that it's not nothing to be the coach who presides over a heavy, talent-laden roster. I mean, we, we have an example of it in our own backyard in Phil Jackson. What, I don't know if Phil Jackson was the greatest coach of all time. He's definitely in the picture because of all the wins that he has had. But he presided over, in a good way, big-time talent. 
Um, we've seen it with Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr takes over Golden State, a ridiculously talented roster when he took it over. He's been able to preside over championships, and I think that there there is something to be said for all, all the the titles for Joe Torre with the Yankees on 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 you know undeniable talent, and so. Nick Sirianni, he gets to check that box. And as you said, he didn't screw it up. He, they certainly, it doesn't look like they won because of Nick Sirianni, but he clearly allowed his players to be in the right position to have success this year. So he, he definitely deserves credit for that, but it's undeniable. Like this is, this is a Howie Roseman general manager MVP. You know, every team has its coaching or management MVP, and in this case, it's Howie Roseman, the general manager, or whatever the hell his title is. So we are in Chicago, obviously. Look outside. You know that everything has a Bears connection. So the evolution of this conversation the other day led us to the point where I you know, answered quickly when I made the reference to, well, you know what? This reminds Tom Thayer of the 85 Bears. And likewise, if you look at the 85 Bears, that roster was going to dominate whoever they played regardless of who coached them. And then Molly says, naturally, so could Buddy Ryan have been the head coach of that team and they still won the Super Bowl? And my immediate reaction, and I think that's your you answer with your gut, my immediate reaction was, yeah, sure, I, absolutely. Buddy Ryan could have won the Super Bowl for the 85 Bears. He was on that staff. I think my point was that Mike Ditka was known more as a motivational guy, as a um, fire and passion guy, get the – players playing at, at, at their at, at, as as much out of their potential as possible more than he was a schematic guy more emotional than tactical more emotional than strategic right and i don't know if you agree with that but my initial response was yes buddy ryan or another coach might have been able to do the same with that group because i felt like the collection of talent was more legendary than the head coaching job it's hard to deny because of I mean the, the talent was absolutely at a ten on that roster. If you really want to get into it though, if Buddy Ryan, well, let's get into it. Yeah, if Buddy I, Ryan, I, I'm not I'm not afraid of you. I know you're well, afraid of me. I'm I mean, not afraid you, of you. Just wait till after this segment. Look okay, at me. look at me, <laughs> Buddy Ryan. If he was the head coach, would he have been running the forty six defense or would have been like Bill Tobin? Coming in. Remember, wasn't Bill Tobin the guy Vince. that succeeded? Was it Vince Tobin? Yeah, it's Vince. I knew it was a Tobin. Bill was the. Uh, Personnel guy, yeah. Vince was the Vince was the defensive quarter yeah. that succeeded mm-hmm. Buddy Ryan, and they they basically they're still very good. Like statistically, that team was better, I think, in the '86 regular season. What was the score of that Super Bowl that Vince Tobin coached in? Oh wait, yeah. they didn't get Is there. Right? So, All right, so I'm just saying. so that's my point then, uh, Haw. That you can't just assume that if Buddy Ryan was head coach, that they would have been running the defense that was as oh, almost like I'll use the word it. It's like the 46 defense kind of is, is a reckless defense. It is. Mm-hmm. But if you have the talent to be reckless and, and go after the quarterback on just about every play and hope to God that Mike Richardson and Leslie Frazier don't screw it up in the secondary, you're in pretty good shape. I, I, and I guess I would probably come back at you by wondering the same question in and in ask a different way. Sometimes when you have a talent that great, and I think the, the strength of that 85 roster was in the drafts that preceded that season, obviously. It's kind of scheme-proof. If they, they, if they would, have, would have run the uh, 44-3 defense and covered two Tampa 2 version back in 85, I think they probably still would have beaten everybody to the extent they beat them. Yeah. 
I still think they would have had guys flying around, creating I don't know, turnovers, though. rushing I don't, the passer. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, there would have been, but it wouldn't have been as just mean and dominant and intimidating as it was. You're saying that now because 38 years later, or whatever the case may be, we have given it a it, we've associated it with the brand, and that brand is mean and nasty. Forty six. That's what it implies. I think that it was more in the player than it was in the scheme. It was about the talent. It wasn't about the 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 technician. That to me, yeah, it, I, I, I'm very uncomfortable with the the idea that just any coach could have won that Super Bowl with that team. And I know Ditka wasn't some great innovator, but he was essentially in charge of of that offense i mean he called plays right or was it okay the, the well, other greg I, olson um uh, you know no it wasn't that, no, that was that, greg olson the the other one wasn't around he wasn't around no, he was team. he was with dick Durant. oh okay he was who was in your decades wait, no, who was the who was the offensive coordinator of the bears and and for those 80s teams i don't remember because ditka was he was in charge of the offense and like in that era of football when when running backs ruled Ditka did it right I mean it was a relatively conservative offense if you want to use that terminology for a dominant running game and they had just enough with with two very good receivers and Dennis McKinnon and Willie Galt so Ed Hughes was the offensive Ed coordinator Hughes, to thank answer you, the thank tribute you, question thank you Ed Hughes uh, and yeah. I don't want this just to be focused on 85 I think that broader the broader approach is that when you look at Sirianni, when you look at Mike Ditka, when you look at Barry Switzer, the Cowboys, who won a, a, world, a Super Bowl with him as a head coach. That's, that's a good comp right there. You look at these examples, yeah. Mark Grody, and I just wonder if you get to the point some seasons, and I think we're in the midst of one, where one team finds a way they get every, every, every potential question that they ask during a, when they draft a guy or when they sign a guy comes true. The only mistake the Eagles really have made in putting this, the biggest mistake you look at is might be the Robert Quinn trade <laughs> because they, he hasn't been anything that they thought he would be. Well, but, but everything else about their projections have been correct. When that happens, I think that the credit sometimes gets misplaced. It's always like, well, I'm the coach. Isn't Nick Sirianni a great coach? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know that he is. No, you're, you're right. I don't know we, that Barry Switzer was a great coach. He just didn't screw it up. Yeah. But there's been, a, there's been a lot of guys, though, that have screwed up with good rosters, that have had dominant players, and they can't get it to the next level or can't win with that team. So I Give do, me an example, I do please. I don't mean to put you on the spot. But yeah. I mean, if there is an example of somebody okay. who didn't didn't have the talent and didn't win uh, with talent. No, that had the talent and was not able. How about, how about, how about Andy Reid with the Philadelphia Eagles? They got to the Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl, though. But they didn't I, get, like, he's, he's not coaching there anymore. Wow. He, he underachieved, he, ultimately. He, he did. Like, Andy Reid. Like, if you ask people in Philadelphia about – Andy Reid, that they they think fondly of him, but they also think, yeah, he couldn't get us to that next level. Doug Peterson could, maybe Nick Sirianni will. Like that year after year after year, they they I, I was gonna say they dealt with Andy Reid, but that's probably not the right word to use. I'm trying to think of other head coaches who have had. So I think I think Andy Reid is kind of an example. Andy Reid was one hundred and thirty <laughs> ninety three and one. Right, he got fired. ten and nine in the playoffs. For with the Eagles during his his first go around as a head coach, yeah. you know he made the playoffs. You look at that, Mark Grody, to look at that tenure as underachieving. May every head coach 
struggle to the degree that Andy Reid struggled with the Philadelphia Eagles because you know what? You'd have a lot of successful head coaches. I, I don't know. How about um, Mike McCarthy and the Packers? Mm. He won a Super Bowl, though. How about, Mike McCar- how about Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys? Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. There's an example. I will There's give you an that. example right now of a team that is loaded with talent on both sides of the ball. And Overrated Mike head coach. That, and Mike he's, McCarthy keeps fumbling. He's one of those guys going to call plays next year. Falls in the category. He won a Super Bowl, so he receives a certain level of respect uh, yeah. the rest of his career. But I'm saying so far he has failed with a re- – like if that's what you're asking me for, Dallas is a good example of that. That And, you know, he, he's been on – I know Jerry Jones has supported him and he allowed him to fire his offensive coordinator. He's going to call plays next year. But Mike McCarthy has, has underachieved well, heavily. While Mark Grody thinks of an answer to his question that he posed to me, a coach who has squandered the talent on his roster yeah. – Let's go out to the score listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Dave is on 294. Dave, welcome to the Mullen Haw Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I was calling my grandpa yesterday. We always talk about the Bears. He had a surgery, and uh, he's all good. But um, we were talking about the, the Super Bowl and um, kind of – not a crazy connection, obviously, but we're talking about the Bears' future, and I think that the Bears are in real good hands um, in the front office, and you can kind of look at the Super Bowl as an example um, with Ian Cunningham coming from the Eagles and being high up there and Ryan Poles being uh, with the with the Chiefs. So I just thought um, was a, you know, an interesting thing that we came across during our, our little conversation. So thanks. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. Okay, Mark Grody, we're talking about roster construction. We're talking about talent acquisition. When you look at the Bears, Ryan Poles comes from the Chiefs. Ian Cunningham comes from the Eagles. Mm -hmm. This is a good collaboration in theory. That's good pedigree. Where's your confidence level in those two guys doing what they were hired to do and putting together a roster that is capable of being evaluated and scrutinized at a Super Bowl. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about those guys, about Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham, because they've never done it with this the, with this kind of resources. So w- w- the answer is we don't know, but I'm allowed to be nervous about two guys doing it for the first time with the treasures that the Bears have and the hope that exists for Justin Fields. I mean, it's pretty scary to me. And, like, the idea, too – I think it's great that Ian Cunningham was got a job interview, but what what has he what's he done? With, like, what does he put his own handprints? And I know how do you know Eagle. what a number two guy does anyway? Uh, exactly. Really? So, how how so, do we know what role Ian Cunningham or, or plays? Ryan Poles? And I know there's examples of what Ryan Poles did in Kansas City, but still, like that that great pedigree, great learning places, two really good organizations in in the past couple of decades. But that doesn't mean a damn thing. It's so different when it's yours, when you have complete autonomy. It, Ryan Poles is the guy, and you know Ian Cunningham is his backup. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, as some, everybody should be. We're getting some really good text uh, responses, 847, in terms of coaches who have squandered their talent. Bud Grant. Yeah, oh, Minnesota my God. Vikings. Lost never, four, right? Never won a Super Bowl. Okay, how about mm-hmm. how, if we're going to do that, then how about Dan Reeves? Same thing. Okay. Didn't you didn't you lose four, three Super Bowls? Four oh five says Dennis Green. Dennis Look uh I don't know. I, I, I don't guess, know. I, think I guess I, I hate what, with, with with Arizona? Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Maybe with Minnesota. I think people just like saying Dennis Green. Like I for do. that game, for that night. I think he was who we thought he was. That's right. That's it. <laughs> exactly. I just slapped my impersonation of that night. Two six nine says Sean McDermott for the Bills. 
I don't think you can make that conclusion well, he, yet. He got. Yeah, no, that's. I, I think it's too premature to say that they are underachieving well, as a franchise. And part of the reason that I give Sean McDermott more of the benefit of the doubt is he was there when they were bad. Still, so he he like there's been a a curve of improvement. Big time yeah. for the Buffalo Bills. Two one seven has a name that I didn't want to get to, but is is true. Marv Marv Levy is somebody that oh, is yeah. probably lost a lot with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, although, I don't know. Like, I feel although like I love the fact that he got there. Yeah. So but, what but, are you? Are you happy you get to the Super Bowl or unhappy no, you, you lost be. it? So that that should like if Buffalo, maybe we call um, the the Buffalo midday guy and find out about this or not. But but should they? Should the bold move have or not? Been, or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That sounds. Let's awful. go back to the phone lines. How about that? Sounds that? awful. Herschel, welcome to Molly and Hall. Hey, how's it going, Herschel? Let's what up, my guys? Buffalo. How's it going? Doing well, Herschel. Hey, hey. What's up? Hey, I just gotta say a couple things before I forget. One, what's up, BP? Brandon, obviously. But uh, when you guys gonna get uh, sorry, Grody, When you guys gonna get uh, Stacy Dales as an in, in, in studio commentator? Because she's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. She's, what are you guys gonna start she's booking pretty her? Pretty busy, Herschel. She's in Arizona. She's covering games. She's on the road. She's been asked. She's busy. We value what are you talking our about? relationship she's on the with score. Stacey Dales once a week. I know. He She'll wants, be on tomorrow. He wants her in studio. We we have to settle for having her on the phone. Oh, she's terrific. Oh, you want her in? Oh, I got you. Okay, so you'd like the the difference between studio quality and phone quality. Herschel, any other programming ideas? Oh, oh no, not sometimes to Mitch Rosen. No, but uh, so do you really? I don't think that if uh, Patrick Mahomes came in the beers, uh, that he would be any better or different because I, because the way because the way our system is, I don't think that he you know. It, it just needs too many variables, you know what I mean? Because it's coaching, it's, it's, it's personnel, talent, you know? And look at their talent. Kansas City's talent is way better than Bears' talent. So do you think that all those players will still be here on the contract? I don't think that will be – I don't think it will be actual. It's a fair point, Herschel. Mark Grody, I'd ask you this. I think that – did you have the same reaction to the Chiefs this year? I thought they were going to take a step back without Tyreek Hill. Of course. I wondered, frankly, as much respect as I have for Patrick Mahomes, I thought that he might, you know, level out a little bit without that kind of deep play threat who made his made every throw in the vicinity a big play because of his ability to go up and get the ball, even at his size or run behind somebody. And you know what? Patrick Mahomes elevated the level of play of every other receiver in that receiving core in a way I didn't expect and maybe should have. He's got the Tom Brady trick down, you know, at least at least for one year. And you, when you lose a guy in Tyreek Hill, who someday could be in the Hall of Fame, is still I think he's still the fastest guy in the NFL. And in fairness, the Aaron Rodgers thing. Aaron Rodgers, before he became this guy that everybody got tired of listening to, he was known for raising the level of yeah, play absolutely. for every receiver that ran routes for him. Sure. So – I mean, Brett Favre did the same thing before mm-hmm. him. That's true. They did. I mean, he he was able to, and that and that's part of why too, man. Like going back to, you know, a running theme on this show. I that's why part of why I think that yes, Patrick Mahomes would have gotten to a Super Bowl or two with the Bears oh, because. No, well, hold on, did you just up the ante? I did. Did you just say or two? <laughs> See, I did that. I mean, you were wrong the first time. <laughs> now are you doubly wrong? I mean, I, where's my red pen? Hey, man, it's a it's, it's a, true and false it's, test. It, you it, just flunked. It's a lot harder to win. Like when we say get to a Super Bowl, <laughs> like that's not nearly as big a deal as winning the Super Bowl. So I'm just uh, saying, uh, getting apparently it. not. If you're saying that Andy Reid multiple is a failure times because he didn't win a Super Bowl in in, the, in Philadelphia, 
Now you're saying you're saying that Packer Mahomes, if we want to talk about wrong, is dependent on a system to be good. I'm and not calling him a system guy. Yeah, Don't put you words are. in my mouth. He's a game, you called him a game manager. <laughs> I did not. Bring the tape back. Okay. Haw called Patrick Mahomes a game manager. Keep calling what? people because we will get to your phone calls. Mark Grody lit a match. So we are going to continue to hear from the audience because I these are some interesting topics we're talking about. Super Bowl week. It's Molly and Haw. Grody in for Molly. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. He's a great guy, a great person, and he works extremely hard. Um, he wants to be the best. And as a coach, you go, what more can you ask for? Um, uh, and he handles himself the right way. He handles himself the right way in the locker room and with the front office and the coaches. And that's a tough thing to do and still keep that locker room close. He's been, he's been able to do that. Welcome back. Mullen Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Mark Grody in for Mully today. That was the voice of Andy Reid, the underachieving head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the way Mark Grody has branded Andy Reid. The predecessor to Matt Nagy. <laughs> exactly. That's the way I look at it. Kind of the placeholder until Nagy takes over, I, I, I take it. To review, the Kansas City talk show host agreed with me that Matt Nagy could very well be the next head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. That might be a very good call down the road. I think it will be several years. I don't think Andy Reid is as close to walking away as some people might think no, a 64-year-old head coach I don't would think, be. I, he, he, you talk about a guy who has kept coaching through everything, through tragedy, uh, through, through just about – like 
I think he loves it. I, and he's in such – like, why would you leave when you have gold as your quarterback? No coach would. And before we move on to the phone calls, I do yeah. want to revisit this idea that he underachieved in Philadelphia. I know that it's a tough market. And after 14 seasons, it might have been a time for a change. We went through that with Lovey Fatigue in Chicago. Fired him after a 10-6 and six season that mm-hmm. a lot of people <laughs> – are very nostalgic about. I know. Just, hey, I remember that season, and yeah. that that was a sluggish ten and six. Well, it was twenty twelve. But it, my point is that I, I get why at the end of the Andy Reid tenure in Philadelphia, people might have been like, "Okay, see you later, goodbye." But let's recap. In those fourteen seasons, they went to the playoffs nine times and played in five NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl. Lost the Super Bowl. But you would trade that in for the mediocrity and worse that you have experienced in Chicago in a minute. So I don't know that I don't know that Andy Reid to me symbolizes yeah. underachievement as much as it does consistency. Well, especially when you look at the Bears. If I, if my math is correct, the Bears have won six playoff games since 1985. Think about that. And then just to have oh, had Do I so have to? I, I I'll give in a little bit on the Andy Reid example. Maybe that's not the best example, but I will stand by Mike McCarthy as as a coach like in the now who is underachieved with an awesome roster. I think it's a terrific roster in Dallas. So I think that that's a, that's a good example. One Super Bowl with that group in Green Bay as well could have been considered uh, underachieving. Yeah, but, you know, the whole thing with it, with all of this, like they only won one, like the Aaron Rodgers thing, but he won one. So his legacy, I'm sorry, is never – like if he had won zero, then we start to talk about legacy well, for – and I get I'm taking a big right turn here. You are. It's a little bit but, of a right turn because with players – you can also factor in the 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 fact that he won four MVPs. Yeah. So the individual That's, greatness. So you and I are on the same page. Like, yeah. Like when people well, on that. When people, yeah. Not I, in everything. I, I understand. You yeah. don't you don't like his retreats. You don't like my silent retreat. You don't like any of that kind of stuff. I understand. Actually, I bet you are. Do you meditate, Hall? Huh? Uh, Your wife's a yoga instructor. My, my wife is. Uh, She's about a wellness. Yoga instructor. Yeah. She's definitely into wellness. Yeah. She's a trigger point therapist. Do you need some wellness? I, I mean, probably do. Have you I, ever, I, I definitely have, am in need of some wellness. Have you ever meditated for real? Like yes. In, okay. I have. Yeah, me too. I, but I'm not Never good at it. Never worked for me. I'm not either, man. I got too much I'm stuff going on I'm not good at yoga. Yeah. I don't, and, and when I say that to my wife, she's like, you don't have to be good at yoga. Yeah. Because yoga instructors know it's not about the, the evaluation or the competition. You're not like, but I can't help but be in a class and look, I can't do that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. How can she bend her that way? But I can't <laughs> I'm do out. that. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. So, no, we keep digress. doing your thing. Yeah, I keep doing whatever it is. I run with my golden retriever. Is that enough? <laughs> I think that, that that's keeps wonderful. Me in shape. That, that is meditation. Let's, let's get out to the phone lines and we will go to Joe, who is on the road. Joe, welcome to the Mullen Haw Show. Hey, Joe. Sorry, Joe. Hey, What's... Mike is in Orland Park. Mike, welcome to Mullen Haw. Mike. No, Mike. Mike, can you get Joe for us? Why are you hanging up on Grody? Why Joe. Is, why is everybody hanging What's up, up on Grody? What's up, Joe? Well, maybe because they're all angry at me for earlier. When you posed to me on the spot without any readiness for it, you posed the true or false question to me. Will Justin Fields make it to a – did you say win a Super Bowl or make it to a Super Bowl? I don't I remember. I think the, the question was play in a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, and I said – and, and if asked, if pressed on that question, my answer was 
false. Like, if I have to give an answer, there's just not enough history. I just told you the Bears have won six playoff games since 1985. Historically, this has not been a, a good— Well, they're far away. It's, yeah. They're, they're far away so, from even right. getting to the playoffs. And so a lot of people think I'm crazy for saying that. It doesn't mean that, that he's not going to have a great career and that he can't get to the Super Bowl. But if asked the question—I mean, I think— if you answer that question in an educated way and you do your homework, you have to answer false on that. You have you? to answer false just based on history, yes. but also the present. And the present reality is that the Bears on both sides of the ball are incomplete. On defense, they really are struggling, and they don't have a front seven really that they can find somebody who is an impact guy. Justin Jones had a good year, but on a great team – He's just a guy. He's a rotation piece. They have a lot of guys like that. Offensively, they've got a long way to go before they have stability on the offensive line. That gives their their quarterback the opportunity to thrive in a way that he can thrive. We know that he is a special talent, but they have yet to surround him with the infrastructure so he can you know, make that obvious each and every Sunday. One thing that you can be encouraged about with Ryan Poles, I was listening to his end-of-the-season press conference the other day, and I was listening through it all, and he made a good point. I mean, they were kind of bragging about all the, the, the amount of rookies and inexperienced players that played for them. And I'm paraphrasing now, but he essentially said that once they get – once they get like the real talent in here, that the experience that those guys have and providing depth, like the depth might be with the Bears. Because Justin Jones, if not a starter, and he can, he can still be a starter on a good Bears team. I like Justin Jones. But if nothing else, that there you have a perfect piece of depth. The 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 Jack Erlacher stuff, like Jack Sanborn. I mean, of course you should root for Jack Sanborn to have a future as a starting linebacker for the Bears. But really, you should look at that and say, that's a really kick-ass piece of depth that the Bears have. So I think that Ryan Poles knows it and gets that part. And I hope that it can't, like, when you get when you, when you you get an ace pitcher and everybody else falls in the line, okay, this guy's a number two, this guy's a number like that's what you start. That's what I want to start to see. If you add impact players and then see where the rest of these guys, Sam Mustafer, Sam Mustafer, like he has started two years in a row when he probably shouldn't have been. You want to see him fall into line. These are middle to bottom of the roster guys, right? And like, it's, but but they've it's true. They have gotten great experience. That's awesome. So they can come in and you can trust those guys as backups. But how that, but that, so it's, we're seeing the start of that. Are you that? How surprised are you that the staff has remained largely intact? Both coordinators are returning. This is a team that lost fourteen games. Mm-hmm. It's a first year head coach and a first-year staff under that head coach. So there have have really been very little movement except for James Rowe, I think, went to South Florida, and he was replaced by John Hoke, my guy, who (laughs) is as experienced as anybody on that staff. He comes in now as as somebody who, you know, inherits a very talented young secondary who you think is the strength of this team – so they get better there, but they haven't had any other staff moves. And so we talk about the impact of a head coach, the value of a coaching staff. It, are you surprised that they haven't made 
more moves on that staff. There was one coach who had expectations this past year for the Bears, and that's the offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, because of the quarterback and developing him. So, he, like, I understand there's expectations for every coach. But, really, it was it was Getze's show, and maybe to a lesser degree, and, Andrew Janoko, the quarterback's coach. Those are the only guys that had actual expectations. Clearly, they were not putting expectations on Allen Williams because they tore apart his defense and it was just a, a bad group. It was a bad group. Now, everything changes next year, this upcoming season. There will be expectations for everybody, and everybody got a pass this year. Got to ask you this because it involves the Bears and in the division. We're talking about coordinators. We're talking about staff changes. The Minnesota Vikings yesterday announced that they had signed Brian Flores to their defensive coordinator spot. They move on from Ed Donatel. Molly and I talked about this yesterday. I called it the most significant staff addition in the division. I don't think, you know, okay, not, I'm not talking about player acquisitions in terms of a staff move, a head coaching move, whatever the case may be. Brian Flores is one of the most impactful moves that you're going to see this offseason because of how he could potentially change that defense. And that's a team that if you change that defense – they have much higher aspirations. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's an all-star move to add a guy like that who probably down the road will, assuming he does well and his position as defensive coordinator, will be and deserves to be a head coach again considering what happened or didn't happen when when he was with Miami. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you, do you look at the, co- the Bears coaching staff and say, ah, man, they're – this position, it was inexcusably bad. Like the offensive line had its ups and downs. You know, Chris Morgan, how much pressure you put on no. the, the offensive line I, coach? I look at the Bears' offensive uh, staff. I look at their defensive staff, and I think that they did the best they could with what they had to work with. That's it. And you look for flaws if you're being critical in terms of bad discipline, mm-hmm. bad fundamentals. I think the Bears started to show sloppy fundamentals when they start to, started to show more signs of attrition. So you get to the second backups playing for backups. And then you start to see guys who are just physically overmatched and maybe a half step slow. And you know what happens when you're a half step slow? Your fundamentals stink because you can't get there to make a form tackle or to make the right block or to whatever, whatever uh, example you want to use. So I didn't hold that against the coaching staff necessarily because I think that by and large, Matt Eberflus had a very consistent approach on and off the field, on and off the podium, away from the podium, and the co- the coaches did a nice job of keeping this team consistent with its approach. It, it's pretty crazy, Like, and, and we've brought this up in the past. The Bears lost 10 in a row this year to end their season, and nobody's being held accountable, and nobody really cares. They haven't won a game since October 24th. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There's a lot of devastating ways. It's a long time. You can write it, and nobody is ho- – like, what a weird year. Like, what what a st- – we've never we've never seen anything like this where every – like, no accountability, but it's okay. <laughs> no accountability, but everybody's okay with it. Speaking of rough seasons, we'll talk Blackhawks with our next guest. Chris Chelios joins us again. It's Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Chris Chelios. Up the boards to Chelios with room. He shoots. Score! Bet MGM Ambassador. Nice play by Chris Chelios. 
Hockey Hall of Famer. Chris Chelios is not human. I'm convinced of it. Not only will he go in the Hall of Fame, I think he should go in the Smithsonian. Blackhawks legend. Chelios will add defense, but he'll also add offense to the Hawks. Steve Smith ahead to Murphy. Nichols at the line. Chelios moving in. Time Stanley Cup champion. What a competitor Chris Chelios has been over the years, and he's been a winner every place he's ever been. Chris Chelios with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Welcome back. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Mark Grody in for Mully today. Time now to bring in our Bet MGM ambassador, Chris Chelios, and all guests appear on the Score Hotline. Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Good morning, Chelly. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. So, obviously, you're back to work. I know you had a nice little break there before the All-Star game, but I see you were uh, doing the Red Wings and the Oilers last night. Uh, wings go down 5-2. to two. Is it uh, nice to be back to work, or did you want to spend a little more time on the slopes? I'll tell you what, actually, the slopes were great, but ended up going down, like you mentioned, to the All-Star game. We had the first three days at Disney World with the grandkids and, and Kaylee, which was awesome. And then uh, the All-Star game, you know, the skills was a little bit of a, you know, they, they screwed up a little bit. There's too many delays, and that was a big complaint for the weekend. But the the game itself, the Kachucks and 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 Larkin and the show they put on. It was really a pretty entertaining uh, skills game. So um, had a great time, but I was ready to get back to work. At, uh, not, even not being a player, <laughs> some pretty late nights there, you know, trying to keep up with all those young kids now with me and Mess. We're not what we used to be, but it was, it was a, great, a great weekend in Florida. Tell you, the, the Blackhawks, unfortunately, did not win last night. But Patrick Kane, as we go back and forth on, you know, the will Kane stay, will he go, he's starting to sound more amenable to the idea of more enthusiastic about the possibility of moving on from the Blackhawks. What, what must it be like for Kane in his mind in terms of the loyalty he feels to the Blackhawks and the success he's had as opposed to having a, a next chapter to his career and his winning career? Yeah. Yeah, and this has been the topic, obviously, for the last few months here. And it now it's getting down to the time where, you know, it's three weeks away, you know, and he's got to – I'm sure he has sleepless nights, you know, torn that, you know, for, for what he's accomplished at the Hawks. And But, I mean, you look around and you, you look at history, the greatest players have been traded and, you know, going back to Gretzky in, in, in the NHL. So – you know, I'm sure he's hearing it from everybody. I know he was asking me, you know, in training camp, what I thought. Um, and only he knows his family. Uh, but, again, it's a tough decision. Uh, it, I, for me, it worked out great. You know, and, and others, it hasn't worked out. So, it's just, you know, it's on Kaner. It's his decision to make. And, uh, you know, either way, it's not the wrong decision. And I think we're all looking forward to it being over, Chelly, because that's what is nice about the latest report suggesting that it's going to be addressed or the teams are going to be given uh, a deadline to negotiate a deal or not with Patrick Kane. With Jonathan Taze, who has been out with an illness, I don't know how bad that is. I was a little surprised. He had the time off, and then he didn't, uh, you know, he's still kind of under the weather. 
Uh, you wonder, you always wonder if that's related to some of these trade talks or whatever the case may be, but I think everyone's going to be relieved when this is finally over one way or another. Yeah, it's like not a soap opera because the guys have handled it well, meaning, you know, Taser and Kane publicly and, and the Blackhawks. So I've, I've done, they've done a great job of, of handling that. There's been no drama, and, and that's obviously because of what they've done for the Blackhawks. And, then, you know, in a perfect world, they both get extensions and finish off with the Hawks, and the rebuild goes quicker than you, you, you'd like. But uh, I guess it, I, I, can't, I can't wait to see in three weeks because I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I just – you know, like I said, it's tough. They neither one of them lost to leave, but you know, Kayser had a pretty good interview a few weeks ago, and he understands the business. Charlie, we were having a, a big picture conversation earlier about coaching, and specifically the concept of guys that are coaching with great rosters. And in, in this case, it was Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, who's got this wonderful roster. And a lot of people would say, I think Hall was saying that you just don't screw it up. Well, how important is is coaching? at the NHL level, head coaching, to get guys to that next level, to actually being a Stanley Cup winning head coach? How, how big of a part do coaches play in hockey? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to refer back to Phil Jackson, you know, what, what, how he was able to communicate and handle each player individually, and including Rodman, how he could, <laughs> you know, I don't know if he was tricking Dennis into coming to practice or how he did it. But he was a, a manager, and you, you can't handle players the same. Everybody's different. So he, he had that gift. And I think uh, John Cooper's another guy, as a, a good example, uh, who's surrounded by good assistant coaches. But at the end of the day, you know, he, he knows how to handle those, 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 those all-star players like Kucherov and, and, and Stamkos. And, and when things aren't going right, uh, he seems to ha- always know what to say. So for a head coach, uh, I think that's most important. And then he does need to surround himself with some guys for the special teams and the, you know, the, the penalty kill, the power play and then football defenses. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just think the head coach needs to be more like a manager. You, you know how, you know how he handled Dennis Rodman, as we learned from the Jordan, where he just sent him to Vegas. He sent, <laughs> he sent him on, he sent him on a vacation. So really it's, it was a genius stroke for sure. Yeah. It sounds like Dennis, uh, what, he didn't like to be said no to. So I was, I was hiding in the back of a van one time when Phil went out to that van and asked Dennis if he was going to be a practice tomorrow. And he just, I'll be there. And he showed up. So uh, after, you know, going all night and going straight from the, the bus or whatever with the, the van we were in right to the, the, the stadium for practice the next morning. So, and you were hiding amazing. in the van. Uh, and Phil Jackson, I swear to God, you guys, me and Brian Noonan were hiding in the back of the van where the luggage goes. And as he walked away from Ben, he says, I see you guys. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so, so you were you were complicit in that. That's a, that's that's a great story. All right, Chelly, everybody wants to know who you're picking. And more importantly, do you have any Super Bowl party plans? I don't, unfortunately, because I'm working. I'm going to the Quebec Pee Wee Tournament on Super Bowl Day, which is disheartening i might not even be able to watch it but it's always a big thing I've, I've been to a few and i've been to a bunch of parties um it's gonna be a good game i, I i'm leaning kansas city just because of the experience in Mahomes and uh watching his interview how they lost uh, the last time in the super bowl uh, i just him and kelsey kind of remind me of gronkowski and brady that combination that just whenever they need a big play these guys come up with it he's a smart quarterback uh, the other guy hurts he, if, if he somehow beats him with his legs, which can, you know, 
that'd be the only way I think. So it, it should be a great game, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with KC. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Have uh, safe travels to Quebec and have a great weekend. All right, guys. Thanks. Same to you. Chris Chelios, MGM ambassador, Blackhawk legend, and uh, apparently Dennis uh, Rodman accomplice. I wanted to ask him. I still don't understand how they were all in a van together. <laughs> what, what, this was going to practice? I think probably leaving practice. Was it like a going carpool? somewhere fun? All right, we got to pick yeah. up Chelios <laughs> now. We're dropping him off. Probably in. so. You know, is that what was going on? Maybe like a party a, van. Maybe they, a party bus. They were all off partying the night before, and they all had practice I, at the United Or Center? they were on their way to end up partying that day or that night. Yeah. Or both. Maybe just one continuous. I, I love, like, man, I, I wish Chelios would write a book about his social life. Like, that would be purchasable. I mean, hanging out with Rodman and Ed Vetter, and his best friend is the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Yes, and we have had him on. One day he was said he was golfing. He said, hold on a second, I'll put somebody on. Yeah. And we couldn't guess, but it was Wayne Gretzky, yeah. the great one. You never know who you're going to talk to. Chelios right. is to the NHL as you are to Indiana. Just so many <laughs> yeah, different right. I see. Why do you want to talk more hockey? Enough hockey talk. <laughs> You're always going hockey, Grody. Let's go back to football. Uh, okay. Let's go back to Arizona. All right. Pat Finley, he talked to your guy. His I story beg. is in the Sun-Times this morning. You want to check it out, suntimes.com. Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times will join us next. It's Molly and Hogg. Grody in for Molly. Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 